Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dome podcast for Friday, December 13th. S&P futures are extending their gain, so they're up another 13 to 14 points. That works out to about 40 basis points. Europe um, is up about 130 to 160 basis points, um, and Asia finished higher across the board. So, um, you know, the two big macro pieces of news this morning are obviously the blowout election victory for Johnson yesterday in the UK, um, and then just ongoing US-China trade anticipation. So on the election results... The exit polls across yesterday at 5 p.m. overstated Johnson's uh, victory a little bit, but nevertheless, he still had an enormous, um, you know, blowout victory by by any by any definition. Um, so he's going to come away. Conservatives will come away with the biggest majority they've had since the Thatcher era, um, and Labor did the worst it has done since um, the 30s. Um, so it looks like he, the Conservatives, are going to have a majority of about 72 seats. Um, they won 361 seats. So that's, uh, you know, the initial exit poll said 368, but still very strong. You have to pound up about 2%. Um, as far as UK reaction, you know, remember a higher pound usually is considered a headwind for UK stocks. So they're not exploding higher across the board. Um, UK financials or UK banks, which are kind of considered to be most sensitive to this topic, are, are trading very, very well this morning. So um, that's really where you're seeing, um, you know, I think the optimism manifests itself. On the China front, there really has not been any news since about 2.30 yesterday afternoon when the headlines start to cross about how Trump has approved this deal. Um, so the parameters of this deal are, are very similar to what the media had been reporting now for the last about 72 hours. So China is going to agree to buy increased agricultural purchases. Um, China will agree to buy about 40 to $50 billion worth of agricultural products annually. It is unclear if they've actually agreed to that number. Some press reports suggest there will not be a specific number mentioned. Um, others suggest that all China has to do is exceed its prior peak purchase volume, which was about 2012. Um, so unclear how that's going to be massaged in the final language. China will also agree to some vague IP protection. They will agree not to manipulate their currency, um, which they are not have not been doing for a long time. Um, they'll also agree to open up their financial services industry, which they've been doing now for um, a while already. Um, in exchange, the White House will cancel the October 15th and also the December 15th tariff tranche. And then um, again, it's a little vague, but it looks like they'll cut all existing tariff rates by 50%. Um, so again, neither side has made an official statement. China has been um, conspicuously quiet on this whole front. The Global Times, which is considered a mouthpiece, although um, you know, not necessarily, I don't know if that's a very accurate description, but the Global Times um, tweeted um, overnight a little a little skepticism, just talking about how people should stay calm before any info is revealed by the Chinese side, um, and they accuse the U.S. of of kind of pre-announcing um, uh, you know false developments in this trade war now for several months. So I still think you will get a formal announcement from both sides. All the media reports are very specific, um, so it does sound like a, an agreement has been reached. Um, you could see a signing ceremony today between Lighthizer and the Chinese ambassador. That that's kind of the tentative plan. Um, so you know, if just kind of taking a step back, you you know, you came into this week 
as far as the Bulls are concerned, you've had a lot of good news. You've had the USMCA deal reached. You've had the budget agreement reached. That was another kind of piece of uh, of news across late in the U.S. session yesterday. Um, this December 20th budget deadline is coming up. They have reached a tentative agreement, so they're going to avoid a shutdown. Not that anyone really thought a shutdown was going to occur. Um, but again, that's another positive headline. You've had this U.S.-China trade deal. You had the U.K. election outcome. You had the Fed on Wednesday, which was arguably um, I know, a little bit more dovish than expected, although you know, central banks in general are going to be non-factors for the next couple of quarters. So if you're bullish, you came into this week, you received a lot of support for your view on the world. The question is, again, how much of all this is already embedded in the market? Um, arguably, a lot of this was largely assumed by people. I think the most assumed that there would be a phase one agreement. This may be becoming, this may um, it, this may be happening a little bit earlier than anticipated. Um, you know, I think most people thought the December 15th tariffs would be suspended, but you would have um, a couple more weeks before a final phase one agreement is struck. So this is happening a little bit earlier than anticipated. Um, but most people thought USCMCA would occur. Most people thought there would not be a shutdown. Um, and again, I don't think the Fed or ECB were, were kind of um, dramatic as far as their messaging shift. So, you know, you are now looking at a world where, um, you know, you are not seeing growth <clears throat> and earnings expectations inflect higher. If anything, the top-down consensus for 2020, and I'm going off Reuters' refinitive numbers on this, um, they continue to bleed lower. So they're about now 173, and they were about 175, 176 just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so you know, if you're using that 173 number, you're talking about a PE now that's up about 18 and a half times. Um, it's just a question of what valuation people are comfortable paying for this market. Um, you know, you continue to hear 19, 20 time predictions. Um, which I suppose is possible, as, you know, if if only briefly. But you know that that strikes me as being um, very very stretched just on a pure fundamental basis. And it remains to be seen again if you are going to see earnings expectations and growth expectations really inflect as a result of all this kind of ostensibly positive macro news, um, because like I said, that has really yet to occur. Um, so other than UK election and other than a lot of the China noise. Um, not really anything else to kind of talk about in terms of macro news. No major economic data out today. Um, like I said, you know, as far as Congress is concerned, the House has a lot on its plate. So the House will vote on US, USMCA next week. The Senate will not vote on it until January or February. Um, and while you have seen some Republicans in the Senate grumble about the changes that were made at the last minute to placate Democrats, it still is widely expected to pass and be signed into law. The House Judiciary Committee was expected to pass the Articles of Impeachment yesterday, Thursday, the 12th. They delayed that vote until today, Friday the 13th. So it looks like you will see those articles pass. The full House is tentatively scheduled to hold a uh, impeachment vote next Wednesday. Um, that's expected to pass too, although you are probably going to see a decent amount, or not decent, you're going to see a few Democrat defections. So you're going to see some Democrats, I think, vote against the Articles um, and you will probably not see a single Republican defect um, in either the House or the Senate. Uh, and then the House will also vote on the on the budget agreement next week as well. So the House has a lot on its plate. Um, so that is essentially as far as macro news is concerned. Um, I just on the on geopolitics, you know, a few, um, you know, I think the two big themes are North Korea and Iran. I think on North Korea, you're heading for an escalation of tensions whereby probably as soon as New Year's Day, you're going to see North Korea fire off an ICBM unless some groundbreaking last second deton occurs um, between uh, them and Washington. On the Iranian side, though, 
you know, you are seeing signs that there is that there is an attempt from various countries in the Gulf, along with Washington, to kind of ease tensions with Iran. You saw the prisoner exchange that occurred last weekend. There was an article in the Journal today about how Saudi Arabia is quietly reaching out to uh, Tehran to kind of ease tensions. Saudi Arabia was apparently very unnerved by the fact that Washington did not respond at all when Iran attacked the Saudi oil infrastructure. Um, and so Saudi Arabia is kind of rethinking, um, uh, you know, the kind of Washington uh, military umbrella that had thought to, um, you know, be spread out throughout various countries of the Middle East. And so the fact that they did not come um, and retaliate has kind of caused Saudi Arabia to reach out to Iran. So, you know, you are you are possibly heading for kind of an easing of Iranian tensions and an escalation with Korean tensions. Um, on the micro front for today, you had a few earnings at overnight. Adobe was kind of, you know, typically strong on the quarter. They beat guidance that they had raised just back in early November. They reiterated their fiscal 20 outlook. So, you know, nothing to complain about fundamentally. It's just a question of if, if expectations were perhaps too high. Avago's earnings report was about in line for the quarter. The guidance initially appeared pretty strong, but that included the acquired semantic assets that the street had not been fully updated for. And on the call, uh, management provided some more color around the guidance, and I think it disappointed, especially the specifically the semiconductor guidance um, for fiscal 20 was underwhelming. So that stock was under a little bit of pressure. Oracle earnings, the um, you know the, the revenue number fell a little bit short of expectations. They had EPS ahead because of tax. The February guidance largely bracketed the street. Management kept the full year guidance unchanged, um, although it implies a huge ramp in fiscal Q4, which there was some pushback on the call about by analysts just talking about how feasible that is. Um, and then just lastly, the Wall Street Journal dropped an article on Facebook late in trading yesterday. So Facebook was actually one of the weakest stocks in the market yesterday. Talking about how the FTC may pursue a may impose a preliminary injunction on Facebook um, that would put restrictions on how various different Facebook applications interact with one another. So recall, Facebook is kind of pursuing this grand integration of all of its various products, uh, all the various backends of its products. So the FTC kind of may um, step in and prevent them from doing that. Um, so that is essentially it in terms of the calendar today. You know, I think it's just a question of what do we see on China? When do we see it? Is there actually going to be a formal specific announcement, a signing ceremony, et cetera? Um, other than that, there is kind of nothing else. You get retail sales for November at 830, but I doubt that will have any impact on anything. Um, so that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.